We're here again. Thank you for joining us for another week of Barefoot Parenting. I'm here with Kiara Blazer, and I'm really excited to have her on the show today because I found Kiara's classes when I was pregnant with Ellie, and I took Kiara's class with both of the girls. I retook it with Harper and just even learned more going back through it and just was able to dive into different things. I feel like I've done that with each and every one of my births. I became an expert in a different area with each each one of my births. So um, I'm excited to have Kiara on. So Kiara is a wife, a mom of three boys, a childbirth educator, a birth doula, a homeschooler, and passionate lover of Jesus. She loves empowering moms to enjoy the gift of childbirth and motherhood and to birth their babies in God's joy and presence. She loves nature, homeschooling, hiking, reading, and family life. Her website, if you want to find out more about her, she has a podcast. She has the birthing classes. I think you've even introduced some homeschool things recently. Recently, but her website is a heavenlywelcome.com. And if you go to her website, you can sign up to get her free video series of the top three tips for an amazing birth with God, which everything I've shared basically on my podcast was rooted out of Kiara's class. And so today we're going to really focus on that thing how to invite Jesus into your birth and what Kiara has to say to, about that. And then um, I also want her to share her story about hope and how God really had to change her perspective with her first birth because she ended up having to go to the hospital and well, wherever else the podcast leads, really. <laughs> I'm excited to have Kiara on. Welcome to the show. Excited oh. to be here. So with my first birth, um, we were so excited to find out we were pregnant, and we found this amazing Christian birth center near us that I was going to give birth at, and I just loved this birth center. You felt like you were at a spa when you were there, and there was twinkle lights up, and I pictured this like peaceful, beautiful water birth in their tub, and they offered a Christian hypnobirth class and that they really recommended all their clients to take, and so... I was a little leery about that, but I really trusted these midwives. And so I was like, okay, they kind of explained it, like why they recommended it. And so my husband and I did it and it was good in some ways. Like we did learn some things about birth, but then they had like this relaxation album that you were supposed to listen to as you went to sleep at night. And I just didn't totally feel comfortable with it. Like something felt a little off and new agey to me about it. And it did not bring me into the presence of God. And I knew I I wanted to learn how to relax before the labor and I wanted to fall asleep relaxing, but I wanted to fall asleep in God's presence and his peace and his truth. And so I actually just made my own album to listen to as I'd fall asleep at night. And it was full of scriptures and promises from God about birth and motherhood and just his goodness and his promise to be with us and all of those things. And so that was just amazing for me to fall asleep to those scriptures. And I would practice relaxing to them. And I made my own birth declarations about just God's goodness and birth. And um, yeah, so I was felt really prepared. Oh, I also read the book Supernatural Childbirth. And that just ignited my faith of like, oh my gosh, like there are women having pain-free childbirths out there. Yeah. Because they're they're believing that God's redeemed us from the curse and the curse of pain and that curse of child um, pain and childbearing. And so that really ignited my faith. And I was like, okay, I am believing for this. Um, and so yeah, just really built up my faith for that. And I really had in my picture what this birth was gonna look like. It was gonna be pain-free, it was gonna be supernatural, full of God's 
presence and joy and peace in this beautiful birth center. And as it came down to it, um, I actually never got to deliver at that birth center. Um, I mean, it was random how many different weird complications came up that just wasn't typical, but my water broke and then there was meconium in it, which means like the baby Mm. had pooped, which isn't a big deal, but you don't want baby to stay in there for a long time with that. And I just never went into labor. It'd been a day. I still had no contractions and I was strep B positive. And so the midwife after a while was like, you know what? I just don't feel comfortable waiting any longer because of each of these things going on. If it was just one or two of them, I think we could wait. But with all three, I'd like you to go get induced. And I was just devastated. I was like, what? <laughs> like, no, yeah. no, this is not my plan. I am right. I'm terrified of delivering at a hospital. Mm. Like, And so I just remember crying all the way to the hospital. Like, God, this mm. is not what I believed you for. This is not what I was asking for. This is not the plan. I don't know if I can do this at a hospital. Yeah. And so we got there. And you know what? It was so much better than I had pictured in my head a hospital birth was going to be. It actually... God totally showed up in it. And they had told me when they induced me, they just said, it's probably going to be 12 to 20 hours once we induce you. But God totally sped that up. And I had him in seven and a half. And my husband was amazing. He just kept reading the scriptures to me that I had practiced Mm. relaxing to. And there was one, it was Psalm 23, that just every time he read it, I was just in the presence of God. And my whole body would relax. And Pitocin contractions are painful. Like they are not like our natural contractions God made us to have. Um, yeah. So it was rough for me. It was definitely painful, but that scripture carried me through and I would just relax into God's presence. And so in so many ways, it was amazing. My mom was able to drive down seven and a half hours away and get there before mm. he was born and be there. And um, so there were so many beautiful parts about it. But after having him, I just really had to process that with the Lord. Like, God, what happened? That wasn't what I asked for. You know, I just had a lot of disappointment. I needed to process with him. And in doing that, I realized, oh, I had so had him in this box of like almost treating him like a vending machine that like, okay, Mm. if I believe this and declare these scriptures, you will show up at my birth like this. Yeah, that's so And I realized, wait a minute, that's that's not what our relationship with God is like. There is no formula that you do this, this, and this, and God does this. It's a relationship and we share our hearts with him and we share our desires, but then we trust him and his goodness, you know, to provide for us in whatever way he wants that to look like. And I realized I missed a lot of how he was showing up at the hospital Mm. because it wasn't fitting in the box that I um, expected him to show up in. Yeah, and that's so, so good. So after that, yeah. So after that, I realized, you know what? Like the book Supernatural Childbirth is great. And I love that it ignited my faith for what's possible, that we are not stuck in some curse Yeah. To for our births to be painful and to suffer through them. Like that's not God's heart for us as women. And, and I so believe that. But I also felt like, wait, but I wish there was a birth class that kind of partnered all this, that like, yes. Like God wants your birth to be an amazing, beautiful experience with him full of his joy and peace. And yes, it can be pain-free and it can be beautiful and you do not have to suffer through it. But you also need to learn to partner with his design for birth and how to partner with him in the labor and relax into the contractions. And and then how to go into your birth. This was huge for me. He, he told me in the next birth, you need to go in with faith and hope. And so faith 
faith is believing him for something specific. You know, God, I'm asking you for this. I'm believing for this. And he said, do that. Like share the specifics of what you want for your birth. But then also ultimately go into it with hope. And hope is the confident expectation of God and his goodness breaking into your situation. And so hope is the safety net that I didn't have with that first birth. But it's the safety net that catches us if not everything we're having faith for is happening. But hope says, okay, that's not happening right now, what I was believing for. But I know you, God, like I know how good you are. And I can't wait to see how you're going to show up in this because you must have something even more amazing in store for me. And I just realized in hindsight, oh, if I had driven to the hospital in that mindset, who knows like how amazing yeah. birth would have been <laughs> of just showing up in expectation that you're going to show up here and I can't wait to see what you're going to do. So what if the twinkle lights are here, you know, right. like, yeah. you are and you and I know your heart for me is good and your goodness is going to meet me here. And it did. I just missed it some because I was so distracted by what it was looking like. Our walk with God is not a formula. Yes, he loves our faith and he loves our prayers and he loves it when we partner with him and all of that. But, you know, it's like when we pray for healing for people, it's anything. Like, we don't make these things happen. Um, We trust him and then, yeah, we trust in his goodness and... And, and to be okay in the mystery sometimes of like, I don't know. I don't know why yeah. that didn't happen. You know, I don't yeah. know why I didn't answer that prayer in the way I was asking. Just being okay with mystery sometimes and not having to yeah. have it all figured out of what went wrong or what we did wrong or anything like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when I headed into my second birth, by that point, I had become a birth doula. I just had become really passionate about, like, mm. I want to help women experience the goodness and the peace and the joy of God in their births. And I realized if I had had a doula with that mindset at my first birth, that would have made a huge difference. Like someone yeah. talked me through this transfer to the hospital. So I had become a doula. And then the Lord had really put on my heart to create the birth class that I had wanted to take with my mm. first. And so I became, I did all my training to become a childbirth educator And then I created a kingdom childbirth class that kind of partners learning about the labor process and how God designed our bodies, how to work with that process, all of those things, but also how to invite Jesus into our birth experience and connect with him and partner with him and walk in faith and hope and all of those things. And it was, it was, it it was the class I had wished, like, why doesn't a class like this exist? I want to find one. So the Lord and I made it. And so that was actually the class my husband and I did for our second birth. Um, I would, I taught the class out of our home in Reading. And um, so when I was pregnant, we did it together. And as I was teaching it, he was participating. And so that class, and that's actually the class now that we ended up recording it. And it's now online and available for moms all over the world who are looking for a birth class like that. We took my class and heading into that birth, I was just in such a different mindset. This time I did not have God in a box. I was like, God, Mm. I just want you at this birth. I want to experience you and your goodness, however you want to show up. And I definitely had fears creep in towards the end of like, oh man, what if I have to transfer to the hospital again? Because I was planning a home birth this time. But one of the things I teach in my class that I love is this worry with God game. So I was doing it where basically we're so often we tend to worry about, well, what if this bad thing happens? And God had really challenged me. Why don't you worry? What if something really good happens? Like what if I show up in an amazing way? Because it's very likely that I will. That's who I am. And so I remember going on a walk one day 
towards the end of the pregnancy where I was worried, oh man, what if I have to transfer to the hospital again and I still don't get to do a home birth? And But I started, I ch- started changing how I was worrying and I was like, okay, what if I have to transfer to the hospital and God shows up in such an amazing way there that like Michael and I show up almost drunk in the Holy Spirit and all the nurses and doctors are like, oh my gosh, what is going on with you two? And we share, it's Jesus. It's the joy of Jesus. And they all want to get saved. And I'm trying to have a baby. Like, what am I going to do? Oh my gosh, I'm worried. (laughs) And so I just started worrying that direction. And and it totally broke the fear of, oh, what if I have to go to the hospital? Because suddenly I was like, oh, that could be amazing. Like, who knows what God might do? Wow. Um, So I just went into that birth like, okay, I'm ready for anything, God. Um, I mean, I've given you my specifics I like, but I am open. And that birth was so heavenly. I, I did get to deliver at home. And I just remember like relaxing into the contractions with him. And I had my doula and I had my husband. It felt amazing. Like it wasn't Mm. necessarily, I wouldn't say pain free, but I was not suffering at all. Like it felt like strong menstrual cramps, which, Mm. you know, you're not, it's not terrible. It's uncomfortable. But more than that, I, it felt so good because by this point I had learned when you're relaxed, when you have people massaging you and loving on you and the candles lit and all of these good sensations, all of those things help release endorphins and oxytocin in your body. And those hormones are what make you feel high. Like you can have a birth high where you just feel on top of the world and like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And that is by far what I was feeling way more than the tightness of the contractions. And so I just remember after every contraction being like, oh my gosh, you guys, this feels so good. Oh, I can't believe how good this feels. Like, I love this. And they were just laughing. My doula's like, are you going to say that after every contraction? And I was like, I don't know. I can't help it. It just feels so good. I love this. That's amazing. Um, On one of the last podcasts that um, we did, the one with Delana Green, if you go back and want to watch that or listen to that one, I always say watch, but if you want to go back and listen, she also experienced that same high right there towards the end of her birth. Our bodies are designed to have that supernatural high right before you're about to push your baby out. Absolutely. I mean, some women even orgasm. Like it's, you have the highest amount of oxytocin flowing through your body at any time in your life, which so tells me like God designed this to be one of the best experiences of our life. He did not design this to be a terrible experience for us. It just takes that learning how to partner with his design and how, how he designed it all to work. And, and honestly, so much of it is breaking off fear because when we're fearful that releases all those stress hormones in our body like cortisol and all of that puts us in fight or flight and it makes the pain worse because it's shutting off blood flow to our organs um, because that's what happens in fight or flight and it sends the blood flow to your limbs so you could run from danger but then that causes like we want the blood flow going to our organs and our uterus so and it causes lactic acid buildup and so much more pain and when we have cortisol and stress hormones flowing through our body, you can't release those and oxytocin at the same time. And so it inhibits the release of the endorphins and oxytocin, which then you don't get to experience that beautiful high that he created us to experience. You know, it's just so much learning how he designed all of this to work where you can really yeah. partner and be like, okay, I'm not going to let fear in. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to 
enjoy the good sensations. I'm going to focus on those. Yeah, it really can be a beautiful experience. And so that birth was just such a redeeming gift from him of like, oh, this is what birth can be. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the third one was different too. It was, I have three boys. And so the third one was a home birth. You know, I really love encouraging moms during their pregnancy to ask the Lord for a scripture for their birth, for a word for their birth, um, but to really ask his heart for this pregnancy and this birth, because each birth is different and he wants to do something different in your life through this birth experience. And so really seeking him and not expecting each birth to look alike, but be like, okay, what is your heart for this one? What do you want me to focus on? What do you want me to stand on? What's your promise to me for this one? What gift do you want to give me in this birth? And so for that one, as I prayed those things, I just kept hearing him say, you're, I want you that you're going to be a wildflower. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, a wildflower. <laughs> and so as, as I was praying through that, I was thinking, well, okay, well, wildflowers, I would see them on my hikes in the morning. Like they bloom wherever, you know, they could be on this rocky cliff that doesn't look like where flowers should be blooming and they're just Rob. beautiful and blooming there. And so I really was like, okay, so I'm going to bloom in this birth wherever you have me birth, whether it's at home, like I'm planning or at a hospital, whoever ends up getting to be there. And that birth was just fun. Like it was short. Mm. My other two births were seven and a half hours. This one was only two from like my first contraction to him being out, but it was just fun. I went to our homeschool co-op in the morning and was feeling a little crampy, but no big deal. And I was already like 10 days past my due date. Um, okay. And by the end of co-op, I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel a little lightheaded. Like, I think I need to drink <laughs> water. Like, I think maybe there's more going on here than just crampy. And so I was like, boys, I think we should go home and not stay and play at the park with everybody. Yeah. So we headed home. And then on the way home, I felt my first like real contraction. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is happening. So called my husband and I was like, okay, I'm going to be home in 15 minutes and I need you to be like on, like help me figure out what yeah. the boys and you know, I need you to get them lunch and I'm going to head upstairs. Right. Isn't and that so interesting so when I you go home. into labor in the middle of the day? I did that with this, my last one, I went into the labor in the middle yeah. of the day. I was like, what is going on? I wasn't ready for this. I have to find somewhere for my kids to go. <laughs> yeah, totally. So thankfully he had been working from home. So he was there and I headed upstairs to the bedroom and he took the boys, got some lunch for them, put a show on and joined me. And <laughs> I had only had a couple contractions and they were, you know, I was breathing through them and relaxing through them and they were intense, but you know, nothing I was suffering through or anything. And then all of a sudden the next one, like the fourth, third or fourth one felt really low. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is strange. I feel like I need to push, but maybe I just need to go to the bathroom. Like, why would I need to push already? Yeah. But the next one felt the same. And he's oh. like, I think I'll call the midwife. And wow. thankfully she lived down the street. And so she came over and I'm like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on. It just feels very low now. And she's like, oh, that's your baby's head. And I was like, what? wow. <laughs> what do you mean? I've only had like eight contractions. And she's wow. like, no, we're going to have this baby. And so, and I just was laughing. Like I was cracking up. So I was like, wait, are you serious? Do we have time to fill the pool? Like, what? yeah. But you know, that, that picture of the wildflower, I was like, well, this is wild. Like this <laughs> is just funny and wild and he's coming and okay. 
yeah. we did have time to finish filling the tub and I got in and okay that was gonna be my next question I made it in barely but yeah so they were all so unique but God showed up in all of them in very different unexpected ways I just love birth I really believe he created it to be one of the best experiences of our life whether that means it's your ideal birth or not but we grow so much through it and you know that feeling after you give birth where you feel like you're on top of the world and you can do anything like if I just did that I can do anything so yeah exactly I just love encouraging moms to partner with him to to seek his heart for their birth and hold it with open hands and then you know just invite him invite him to meet you in whatever beautiful way he wants to meet you Yeah, I think that's so good what you said about open hands and just the message that you share about hope. And I hope that even mamas that are listening that have had, you know, a birth that didn't quite go the way that they wanted it to, or even just a really traumatic birth that you're, you're maybe able to listen to this Mm -hmm. podcast and go, you know what, maybe I do need to go back and like, just ask God, where were you in those moments? I didn't feel like you were there. It doesn't seem like you were there, but trust God to show you where he was at in all of those moments that he did carry you, that he did walk alongside you and that he is there to heal you now from any of any trauma that you experienced or um, anything that you're, any regrets that you had or things that just didn't go your way. Cause he is a healing God and maybe you haven't even given yourself permission to to even think about birth being traumatic. Like we don't all, we're hearing about it more and more now, but I think for the longest time, there was just almost this idea of like, well, you just had to have a C-section and you don't like get permission to be traumatized by it. You should rather just be happy that your baby is here and y'all are both healthy and safe. But really that's not true that God really does want you to have the birth experience that you so desire. If you desire it, he's the one that put that desire in your heart. And so he can help you have it as well. Absolutely. I think that's huge to bring your pain and disappointment to him and really let him comfort you. I think there can also be shame around Mm. birth, like that we didn't make the right decision or we did something wrong, you know, if it didn't go the way we had hoped. Um, But just to let him break that off and to just tell you, you did amazing. You did the best you knew to do. You know, you're the perfect mom for, for that baby. And he's proud of you and, and to comfort the pain and to give yourself compassion and really let yourself, it is something to grieve. Like Mm -hmm. to have a disappointing birth or traumatic birth experience is definitely like, we need to take the time to grieve it. And to let him comfort us and show us compassion and heal us so we can move on. Because you'll carry it into your next birth, you know? Yeah. Or just other life experiences. Um, Yeah. But I can testify that he definitely met me there as I was willing to go there and process my disappointment. And, I mean, I'm amazed at what came out of my process with him. Now this birth class and two beautiful births after that. And if you are struggling with that, I also have a blog on my website. And there is one... Blog posts on there called How to Heal from a Negative Birth Experience. Mm. And so I kind of walk you through that. So if you're struggling yeah, with that really and you need help walking through how to heal from one, um, that blog post is there. Yeah. 
Yeah. And maybe we can even link it in the show notes. So before we go, we've already said that you can go to Kira's website and watch those three YouTube videos, but I would also like for you to share just maybe some quick tips on um, what you do to invite Jesus into your birth and help those who are listening, what they can do to invite Jesus into their birth. Um, well, like I said, I think during the pregnancy, really spending some time, go on a date with him, bring your journal mm. and just ask him, you know, God, what, what is your heart for this birth? Or is there a scripture you want to give me or a word? I think that's huge. Um, so I would totally encourage you to take time to do that. If you get, I have, so I have my birth class, but I also have, and I have a Holy Spirit labor relaxation album and it comes with the class, but you can also just buy it separate if you don't want the class. And that actually has a, one of the tracks on it is a Jesus encounter where I mm. walk you through connecting with God before your birth and asking him some of those questions and hearing from him. And so if you feel like you need help, cause you're like, I don't hear him. I don't know what he's saying. I created that track to help walk you through it. And then the scriptures on there and the birth declarations are great too, of just falling asleep at night with his word washing over you. And it's also a great way to connect with him during the birth, because if you've practiced relaxing to whatever you're listening to, whether it's worship songs or, you know, scriptures or birth declarations, whatever you fall asleep, practicing, relaxing to, if you put that same thing on during your labor, it's like triggers your body. It's like muscle memory. So it triggers your body to go back into that relaxed state. So I loved, I did it for all my births. Every night I'd fall asleep to that Holy Spirit labor relaxation album. And then I would put it on during the birth or have my husband read those same scriptures. And it totally brought me into the presence of God. Yeah. Um, so I just think sometimes it takes some like being proactive during the pregnancy because during labor, you know, you can be like, oh my gosh, like I'm just focused on this. Like, where are you God? But if you've kind of practiced, like practice having a contraction and mm. focusing on the Lord and thanking him for that contraction. One of my favorite yeah. tips to tell moms, when you do have a contraction coming, it, we're so quick to resist them. Like we want to resist yeah. pain or tightening, but that actually makes it worse. And it makes the contraction not as effective because the contraction's there to help bring your baby down. So we want it to like have full range to do its work. So I really encourage moms to I call it welcoming the contraction. So when you feel one coming on, instead of resisting it, be thinking like, oh, I just welcome you to my body. Thank you for being here. God, thank you for this contraction that's bringing my baby down. Like picture it just giving you a big hug to your womb mm -hmm. to break, to like gently bring your baby down. And when you can learn to do that, you really can connect with the Lord during contractions and they're way more comfortable and your labor goes so much faster because they're actually able to do their job. I can definitely say labor goes so much faster whenever you learn to relax. Cause when you shared that, in your birthing classes, that was what I focused on with my third birth was just relax, go limp all the way from your chin, all the way down to your toes. And my labor, that my second labor was eight hours. And then this one was only three hours. Um, my water broke first. And then about 30 minutes later, contraction started. And so from the time that contraction started to the end of labor, to the time she was born was three hours. And that I just, I totally give, it's like, it's because I relaxed. It's because I relaxed. I will even say like on 
inviting Jesus in. And like you said, like the practicing and things like that. Whenever I was in labor with this last one, I lost focus, but Jesus was so good because I already had that word and I had already done my homework and I had already like put my focus on him. He was good to refocus me. I remember him saying to me, you're not dancing with me. And it was like, oh yeah. Oh my gosh, that's why that one hurt so much more. Or that's why I almost feel a little bit out of control, which I had probably transitioned at that point is why I felt out of control. But he was so sweet to get my attention and tell me you're not focusing on dancing with me. Yeah. And one thing I encourage moms to do is if you do get words or scriptures to write them out and put them on poster board or paper or something that you can put around your room. Or if you're going to the hospital, you could take with you to remind you because we need those reminders um, or that Mm -hmm. your husband can remember to remind you, Hey, remember this is our verse. And to do the same with like, I, I'd encourage you to make a worship like playlist ahead of time um, of like what songs you want going on in the background that can also help you stay focused on the Lord and his peace filling the room and all of that. And Okay. The other thing I have on my website is I do have a, uh, what's it called? Heavenly birth kit. And so in it, I do have a bunch of scriptures that you can, that are pretty, that you could just print out and put on the wall. If you're like, I don't have time to make something like that. You could do something like that too. Yeah. I did that with the third birth with, with Ellie. It was like watercolor. It was like mountains and watercolors, watercolor mountains, however you want to say it. And then I just put scriptures like at the bottom of each one and each one of them are a different size. Each one of them have a di- had a different scripture or a different promise or just even a different affirmation sometimes. But definitely one of the main ones was <laughs> I had always been intrigued by the verse that where Paul's like, women will be saved through childbearing. And, you know, then you're pregnant and you start digging into that scripture and you're like, oh, like, you know, I was always intrigued by it, but then it was like, oh, okay, that word sozo and getting that picture of being, you know, kept safe and being uh, healed through childbearing and just holding on to that. Yes. Yeah. I love that scripture so much. I think yeah. if you fully like unpack the word sozo, you know, that verse would be translated, she will be kept safe and sound rescued Mm. from danger, injury, peril, and disease, and made well and restored to health and childbearing. And that's That's just so beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) And it's true. I I know so many women that um, through an empowering, beautiful birth with God, like did Mm. receive so much emotional healing or even physical healing and spiritual healing through that experience with him. So I think, I so believe that's his heart for us um, and that childbearing was meant to be a gift. Like it's a gift Absolutely. from a really good God. It was the first blessing he gave to Adam and Eve in the garden was he blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. And so I just so believe every part of being fruitful and multiplying is meant to be a blessing. You know, yeah. intercourse with your husband and intimacy with him and then the pregnancy and then the birth and, and then parenthood, but that all of it, he really intends to be a blessing in your life. Yeah. And letting our perspective change to that is I think one of the key factors. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, our expectations and what we believe about birth and ultimately if we're walking into it with fear or not, will affect it so much. Yes. The fear thing is like a huge, it's huge. In fact, 
as I got to pick your brain at the beginning of this and ask you all the questions, that's I do. He has already given me a few bullet points of thir- certain things that um, he's brought to my attention that would be taught in the class. And fear was the first thing. And basically, he asked the question like, "Where is fear in this situation? Am I the one carrying the fear? Is my spouse the one carrying the fear over this pregnancy? You know, is my care provider the one projecting fear onto me? Is it my in-laws or my surroundings?" family members? Is it a friend? And just really addressing where is fear in this situation? And then uh, once you've targeted it, then knowing what to do with it, right? If it's your care provider, you may need to change care providers. But if it's your spouse, <laughs> you know, what? how are you going to handle that? How are we going to address that? And talking through it, knowing good ways to address it and bring it up, you know, so all, all of the things that are really hard to do when it comes to talking about hard things. Yeah. And you feel it in the room. If someone in the Mm. room is carrying fear when you're in labor, it affects you, even if you aren't the one. So it is so good to work through ahead of time and talk through. And I think for spouses, a lot of times they have fear because of stories they've heard or just not really knowing a lot about childbirth. You know, it feels so out of their control and they hear scary stories. And so I think taking a birth class, like a Christ-centered birth class, can just really eliminate their fear of like, oh, okay, like this can actually be good. I don't have to sit there and watch you suffer. I have an important role I can play. I know what to yeah. do and I know what normal labor is like and how God designed it. And I know for my husband and many, like when after going through a birth class like mine, they're like, oh, I'm excited for birth now. Like I'm not scared oh, yeah. anymore. So yeah, I think that's, that's great. Yeah, I do love how you say in your class that how the husband's touch to the woman helps release those, uh, the oxytocin uh, hormones and all of the good hormones that she needs to get the baby here. I I, I love that because I do. The husbands, they're naturally protectors. And I talked about this in one of the last podcast episodes with Jennifer, that because husbands are designed to be protectors, I think a lot of times women who want to have a home birth, but their husband might not be all for it as a protector. They feel like the hospital might be more of a safe haven in case something goes wrong, but women are emotional. And what we're cutting out is the emotional side of it, which is extremely important to a woman. Whereas a man, right? They're more physical. So they're only really thinking, not always and only, but they're probably more likely to be thinking about the physical side of it Mm -hmm. and feeling like the woman is protected and the baby are protected by going to the hospital when really it's the emotions of a woman that need to be protected. And so if her emotions are protected in the hospital, that's great. But if they're not, then the home birth might be where she needs to go or at least consider. Absolutely. And that, you know, and I think they can learn that through a birth class of realizing, oh, yeah, actually her emotions have a physical effect. It's not just her Mm. emotions, but they have a physical effect on her body and the baby. And so if she's not at peace and she is feeling fearful or not supported, that's actually poses more danger to her and the baby physically than, you know, just being in hospital where they can intervene or do something. Um, so I know for my husband, once he kind of realized that he was like, Oh, home feels safer to me. Mm. Yes. Let's keep you as relaxed and joyful and peaceful as possible. And that's going to be the best thing for the baby and help you not have complications and all of that. 
Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad your husband came to that. Like, yeah, my husband was supportive from day one. Even before we were married, I was like, I'm just here to tell you I'm not giving birth to my children in a hospital. And he's like, no, that's totally fine. I understand. Like, he he recognized the innate ability that we have to give birth. His mom had actually had a home birth herself. And I don't know, I think he just realized, like, he runs cattle and deals with animals all the time. And he's like, I've watched my cattle give, you know, I, mm. I don't want any woman to get offended by me saying like he watched cattle yeah. give birth because like there's a total, you know, different respect for women and human beings. We're not animals, but like we are mammals and given the way that God created us, we have an innate ability to give birth the same way that, you know, we're not running around inducing cows. We're not running around inducing cats and dogs and, you know, animals in the wild to give birth. And we're not giving them epidurals. And God created that animal the same way that he created us. And he created us even higher than all of them, even higher than the angels. So how much more does he want us to have that amazing birth experience and how much more does he want us to have, um, that, that not even, he doesn't even want us to have the mindset that birth has to be this excruciating, daunting thing that we have to go through. No, absolutely. And if you're listening and your husband is like, you do desire a home birth and your husband's leery or scared of that. um, The other thing that really helped my husband was watching the documentary, The Business of Being Born. Mm. Um, And the business of being born kind of goes through more the medical side of like, if you do a home birth, this is the types of medical emergency equipment the midwife has. And this is, it's really the same as what they have at the hospital. And they know exactly when to transfer if something's an emergency. And after watching that and then understanding, oh, how an emergency would be handled at home, he was like, oh yeah, that feels just as safe to me. So that's a great documentary too. It was after having that first consultation with the midwives and I was able to ask them all of those questions that I, myself, I don't even know that my husband felt this way, but I was like, oh, okay, they can do all of these things and they're very well educated. And the midwife that I had with my first two had been practicing for 40 years. And I was like, well, she doesn't get to practice for 40 years, not knowing what she's doing and delivering unhealthy babies and, you know, having moms <laughs> bleed to death or, you know, whatever the horrible stories we've painted in our, in our heads. Clearly she knows what she's doing if she's done this for 40 years. So, um, is there anything else you want to add to this podcast before we wrap it up? So, no, this was wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for putting those classes out there and for, teaching us to invite Jesus into our birth and I almost feel like I've been discipled by you, even though this is my first time to like talk to you, I guess, just because in that sense of like discipleship is equipping and then sending someone out to do that work, you know, yeah. that's, that's, uh, I do. I just really have a desire to teach moms to have that birth experience that they do want and, I just carry such a burden for moms who have been through the trauma of not being able to have the birth experience they want, I guess. And it's like, if I can just help one, then it'll be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love your heart to empower moms too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
Kiara, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for just empowering other women to have the birth experience that they want. Thank you for putting these classes out there. Don't forget to go visit her website at heavenlywelcome.com. Check out her blog posts, check out her free YouTube videos and reach out to her if you have any questions. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We're here again. Thank you for joining us for another week of Barefoot Parenting. I am here with Kiara, and um, I'm really excited to have Kiara. Now, do you say your last name, Kiara Blazer or Kiara Blasser? Blazer with a long A. Oh, Blazer, kind of like the S almost sounds like a Z. Yes. Okay. Blazing trails for Jesus. Amen.